It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, do the Falcons have a 13-win roster? Now, on Thursday, Jarvis and I told you guys that some things are going to have to look different for Trey Young to affect tonight's game. Has Quinn Snyder given him the formula? And last but not least, and for the culture, sometimes you have to learn from other people's mistakes. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. ATL Day 1s, part of the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. Today's episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. But T... There are some things that have been said on the internet that I thought was very interesting. And when we go back to when Calais Campbell was signed and he was brought on, there were some things that he said that really stood out to me when he, he was made available to the media. And even when I asked him a question about one of the reasons why he chose to come down to Atlanta. Now, it looks like our girl... You know, Josina Anderson on her podcast, she wanted to know why, you know, Calais Campbell wanted to uh, come down to Atlanta as well. So Calais Campbell revealed that Aaron Rodgers had texted him and wanted to say, man, come down here so we can win a Super Bowl and all that stuff. And then Josina kind of followed up a digging a little bit more. He revealed that he feels like the Falcons can win 13 games. Now, T, they've only won 14 in the last two years. Like, come on now. Like, when you first heard that or, or saw that he said 13 games, I, I know I know you kind of had to kind of sit and think about that one. But I know for me, I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know about that one there, brother. I was okay with it somewhat. Okay. So, I, I like the fact that your, one of your defensive leaders is putting that out there. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing that as a defense you want to hear because let's let's keep it real. For people whom we believe in, we respect, we trust them, we think, okay, well, I mean, Calais Campbell has been on winning teams. He's yeah. seen teams go from loserville to winner winner circle in a matter of a season. So yeah. that guy sees something in this team that makes him think we're capable of thirteen wins. Why aren't we? So I like the fact that he put it out there because, hey, if you think so, well, the rest of these guys are probably going to get on board. I don't know that I think they're going to be a 13-win team, but I do believe they can be a 10-win team because, okay, Jarvis, if we start in the division, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to go 6 Easy way, place to start. <laughs> like, like, real. like, I'm not going to say they're going to go 6-0, and but let's not act like they can't. I mean, look at the division. So if you start right there and you're being conservative, okay, f- fine. Four wins out of the gates, out of the – and then you're playing 
the Texans, the Colts, the Bears, I th- the Titans, because let's not act like, you know, they're not in some kind of pseudo-rebuild. Yeah, they're picking the, 11th right now. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. Cardinals and the Jets. I see wins, 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 wins. So I'm more thinking it's going to be double-digit. Now, whether that's 10 or 12, that remains to be seen. But I do see where he – or 10 or 13. Well, yeah. I do see where he's going with that. And I do feel like, hey, like you have said before, we believe in the aggressiveness that we've seen with Arthur Smith and Cherry Fontenot throughout the offseason and even in how they are approaching – how they approach free agency, how they're approaching the draft. So why not have – confidence that the Falcons are finally going to be in position to get double digit wins which also Jarvis probably means they're winning the division yeah and I mean and when the, the teams that you just named six of those teams are picking in the top 10 exactly. of, of this year's draft so that kind of goes to show you what the Falcons will be up against in 2023 from a schedule standpoint and there was one other thing that I really thought it was kind of interesting, too, because when, you know, going through free agency and, and thinking about who, how is the team going to, do you have an opportunity to win and, and looking at the roster and its makeup and everything like that. One thing that I, I thought that was really cool was the fact that Calais Campbell, in his research that he did, he actually watched film on Desmond Ritter. So <laughs> when you think about a guy, a, a man who studies a lot of film, just just listen to him. Calais Campbell studies a lot of film. He does a lot of research, and there's a reason why he's been in the league for this long. And he talked about he liked what he saw in Desmond Ritter. And even Desmond Ritter now in OTAs, and when he was speaking to the media, he just sounds different, right? He sounds confident. He understands that Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot basically, quote, they trust me. So when you have that that boat of confidence from the right people, uh, with the people that those cut those checks and make sure you're going to get paid, I think that you move differently. And I think that moving like that and guys from the outside coming in who wasn't there for those four games are looking at what you what you did last year and, and saying like, you know what. I think we can do something. So, yeah, I'm with you right there as far as that whole 10-game piece. I think they – because, like you said, seven games, 7-10, 7-10. For Arthur Smith, the way this roster was constructed to squeeze seven wins, I, I, I see no issue with saying that, hey, the Falcons could win 10 games. I think they could win 10 games easily and I don't know NFL nothing's easy nothing comes easy and you have to kind of go out you have to do out there go out there and do your thing on a, on a weekly basis but when you're talking about just the way the, the division is set up the yeah. way is you know the way those th- those non-conference those non-divisional games are setting up for the Falcons I think they are set up to win at least 10 games this year now speaking of you know, winning some games. You know, last time the Braves were out, T, they lost to the San Diego Padres. But Bryce Elder will be taking the mound against the defending world champion Houston Astros. And now we know the Braves. They're sitting at the top of the National League with at 14-5 with the Milwaukee Brewers. You got to think, though, T, that the Braves are going to be itching to try to get a dub at Truist Park Tonight, you know, and, and to kind of revenge that that last loss uh, or that ended that eight eight game winning streak. 
Agreed. And I think that this is one of the teams that obviously the Braves have been very competitive against, right? So right. I think that it bodes well for them. And also, like you said, to see Bryce Elder opening up this series, he's 2-0 and this season. So he's had some good wins coming out of the gate, if you will. And I think I say that, but I really like what I'm seeing out of him, right? And yeah. so you're talking about a 1.53 ERA, 17 strikeouts and that's yeah. the kind those are the kinds of numbers that we like to see because again if and we of course hope the, the braves bats don't go silent again but if the braves bats are silent at least you that's not likely on. by the way right. <laughs> i want to see like, that like, yeah. consistently you know <laughs> I don't, I don't think, right. and i don't think we're going to see it through this three game series right but i do think that it's great to see that bryce elder is getting that start because he's really been I don't want to say a surprise, Jarvis, but very, very much a treat. Maybe I'll say it that way. He's been yeah. a treat for what he's shown us this early in the season. And I also like the fact that got Max Freed, got Spencer Strider, which is great. But here's where I'm looking at this rotation as well. And here's what excites me. I'm looking at the seven-game package, right? The seven-game homestand. Mm-hmm. You've got Houston. I believe that the Braves can win that series. Miami's just a tune-up. Yeah, They're going to beat the Marlins. That's just a tune-up. That's a tune-up for everybody who, you know, not just the pitchers, but everybody who comes back into that lineup. The perfect way to get going and get reset offensively, stay where you are defensively, keep what you're doing from the starting pitching staff as well as the bullpen in time for you to take yourself up to Brooklyn and show those guys in Queens that you are still the ones in control of this division. Yeah, I am so ready for that, you know, because when you think about, you know, the Mets, they're doing well, you know, and, and they're right right behind the Braves, you know, yeah. you know, right behind them in the NLE. So they're, 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 they're kicking their heels and biting ankles trying to get back at the top of this division early on in this season. But like I said, I have all the confidence in the world that the Braves are going to do what they do when they go up there. And I'm, I'm looking for Nephew running to have a big series. I know that's a couple series away, but – I, I know my guy. He's 100% ready to go. Uh, you know me, T. I get super excited when you start t- talking about, you know, what nephew uh, Ronnie capabilities are. And you got Matt Olson and Austin Riley at the top three in that, that, that lineup. Yeah, it has been – oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, he has been – hit. it's like – I almost kind of shake a little bit when he hits the with the way he hits the baseball because it seems like he's just looking like I heard all the you mofos talking about me on Twitter and talking about how the Braves gave up all this and the Braves did this and they shouldn't have done that and all of this stuff and they shouldn't have let William Contreras go. Nah, he heard it, he saw it, and I think he's sitting right there in that cleanup spot saying, "Yep, you guys didn't think I was gonna be right here, but I'm doing my doggone thing." So yeah, kudos to uh, Murphy. And hopefully the Braves can get that dub tonight with Bryce Elder on the mound. Now, speaking of tonight, we know the Hawks are getting ready to go against the Boston Celtics. But will it look any different? We'll talk about that next. But first, we have to talk about built.com because guess what y'all tomorrow you can go to the website and they have a new flavor they didn't even tell us about it they didn't even give us a any type of inclination of what was going down you know with, with this new flavor so they're going to announce a new flavor tomorrow and 
You guys know how T and I have been rolling. You know how we've been getting down. We've been working out. We've been getting, working with these built bars. I'm probably about to get ready and give me another workout in. You know what I'm going to need? I'm going to need a built bar because these are the most incredible protein bars in the world. And they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors and limited quantities. So you want to make sure that you mark your calendars and head to built.com tomorrow. It's April 22nd, for those you don't know, to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I cannot wait to see what this new flavor is. It could be oxtails and rice, hot sprinkled with lemon pepper tea. I don't know what's going to go down. It could be... You know, no, uh, yeah, yeah, y'all see T's face. She's not feeling those flavors. But yeah, let's get some fruit loose up in this thing, man. Like, let's get some good flavors in there. But anyway, once you go there, guys, and try to figure out what the flavor is, you can put in the code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Go to built.com, drop that code in, LOCKEDON15, you're going to get 15% off your order. Speaking of flavor, which flavor of Hawks? Are we going to see? Are we going to see the spicy flavor that yes. came up with 41 oh, wins and got one win to get themselves out of the playing round? Or are we going to see the ice cold, and that was not a pun intended, but the ice cold <laughs> lacking flavor Hawks that we saw in games one and two of this opening round series against the Celtics? So Hawks have had a few days, Jarvis, to reset themselves from another 13-point loss. This is a trend. Yeah. Five games against the Celtics this season, 13-point average loss, okay? Average deficit of loss. Mm-hmm. But Quinn Snyder has not been at the helm for all of those games, right? And even in these last two games, we've seen some moments where Quinn Snyder's imprint is starting to show. Quinn Snyder said earlier today at shootarounds that basically the more you're in those situations, quote, you learn from them. And in the playoffs, you're learning to adjust the situations by how a team plays you. There's a physicality of the playoffs. So many things you take from it. We want to compete. He also followed that up rather with comments at shoot around today that actually came courtesy of Trey Young. And listen, we want to take a step back as well, because we didn't know this yesterday when we were having a critique of Trey Young's performance that he did lose his grandfather. So we definitely want to send our condolences to him. I'm sure that that's something that weighs heavily on him. But I also thought Jarvis, and we can kind of tie this into the question that we're going to pose on Trey. Mm-hmm. There have been players, Isaiah Thomas for one of them, when his sister passed away, Brett Favre, although we all know he's vilified now, but back then when his father, when his passed father away, passed, yeah. Monday night football. Life, yes. Against the Raiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So when we look at those instances, you never know. Trey might have the game of his life in tribute to his grandfather, but also he may have the game of his life because of some things that he stated at practice earlier today, right? So Jarvis, he talked about the fact that Quinn Snyder, because we questioned it yesterday. Quinn Snyder, were you talking to Trey Young when you said just shoot the ball? We don't think that's a good look. But Quinn Snyder must have kind of qualified that today. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, Jarvis? Quote, Trey said that Quinn had given him more specifics. We've gotten some new sets, things like that to give him, give Trey some better positions and more attack position. Do you feel like that guidance from Quinn Snyder being more specific about his expectations that we're going to see a more efficient, a more effective Trey? 
I think initially. I think initially we'll see it now as to whether or not it sticks around for four quarters or 48 minutes. Um, that's, that's, that's the, that's, that's what I don't have an answer to. Like, because I, I feel like those guys are receptive to Quinn because he's given that, given them direction in these last 21 games. Yes. And it has worked for them because like you said, guys want to be coached. NBA players want to be coached. I can, I, you can, you can say all you want about guys, players being spoiled as um, today. They don't, they aren't, Coachable and all that stuff. I don't believe that. I believe good players want to be coached and they want to be told how they can be better players because at the end of the day, they stand to get financial gain from that. You know what I mean? And also, you know, financial with financial gain comes, you know, wins and all of this stuff. Like there, it is. there are a lot of guys in, the, in in this league that, you know, understand like what it what it takes to get to us the next level. And I think that this roster, I believe a lot even John Collins included. I think I know John Collins that wants to be better. I know he wants to be able yeah. to be consistent. I know he doesn't think that, hey, I'm gonna go out here and just you know, flail around and just trying to figure it out and collect this check. No, I don't. I don't believe that. I, these guys want to be better, and I think that initially, I think we'll probably see a nice surge in that first yeah. quarter as this game gets going. But you know me, I'm, I'm gonna be sitting back with my arms folded. It's like, all right. What is going to look like in the third quarter, yeah. or what is going to look like in the beginning of the second quarter? Because, as you know, you know for a fact, T, yeah. that Boston is going to retaliate. Yes, they're coming back with a vengeance. Absolutely, yeah, but you're not being dramatic with that because they're on a mission. Like for the Boston Celtics, it's war right now. It's yeah. war, and it's been war since last season. And Joe Missoula has shown that he is the perfect guy to be able to keep them focused. Even when they swoon for a few minutes within a game or even a couple of games, it doesn't last long. So the question becomes, like you said, the Celtics are ready for the Hawks. They already know that the Hawks are going to come out with all guns blazing through the first quarter, maybe even through the first half. So what will be important is Quinn Snyder is a teacher. Can he educate and can he get his guys to buy in at halftime? In, in a couple of ways, Jarvis, because he could be getting them to buy in if somehow they go into that locker room with a substantial lead, right? Because they played his game in the first half or they could be down, meaning no matter how much they executed his game plan, they just still couldn't get ahead of the Celtics. The question becomes, and you made an excellent point, what does Trey Young do? What does Quinn Snyder do to make sure that the good of what they do in the first half, whether you're up by a lot or down by a lot, comes into play in the second half and actually gets you a win because Trey is going to, whether we like to hear it or not, I still know that the front court is where the exploitation of the Celtics can come because they play small ball. Amen. But at the end of the day, this offense is probably still going to ultimately run through Trey and to some extent DeJounte. And so it'll be interesting to kind of see what Quinn Snyder does. And like you said, whether or not there will be buy-in not just for one quarter, but 48 minutes. Yeah, and take care of the basketball. Love on the basketball. 
don't be careless with the basketball, <laughs> you know. And, and, and I think, and I like the way Dejounte has been playing. Yes. Don't get me wrong, you know, he's been that. He's not been the the lockdown lockdown guy that we we expected him to be, but he has been the most consistent defensive player. I think that's pretty safe to say, along with uh, Clint Capella, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, you pretty you know pretty much know what you're going to get from those guys in that start out of the, the starting five. So, and I think that you know. Uh, uh, I think DeAndre Hunter is due for one of those games um, because he, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm, no expectations, no expectations, but I think however. he's due for one of those. However, I think he's due for one of those games because he tends to drop like he did against the Heat last year. Like, wait a minute, what is who is this dude and where did y'all do with the other DeAndre Hunter? Right. I think he he's probably due for one of those games, and I think it would be fitting for him to do it on the home court tonight at State Farm Arena, so yeah. which is going to be super packed, by the way. So, yeah, you guys, make sure that if you're going to the game, make sure you get there early because uh, I think it's going to be a movie, as we know, that when something is popping off in Atlanta, everybody's going to be in the building. Indeed. And remember, guys, it's a 7 o'clock tip, not 7.30. So do what you have to do. To <laughs> not get 8 o'clock time. for some yeah. of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you, Atlanta. It's not about you, yes. ACL. Come it's on, about man. getting your team back in this series, right? Right. And, you know, like you said, we need to, because DeJounte is going to be DJ. We've seen right. DJ more consistently, especially of late. Clint, we're good. Trey, if you could just kind of stick to what Jarvis said and kind of protect the ball. Love on the but basketball. Dre, right, and John, but yes. I go back to what you said about Dre. It's got to be Dre Day because if they're playing small ball, the Celtics are, then that means small ball usually happens on the wing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. your Dre. That, that's your space. We mm-hmm. need you to show up and show out on the wing and then do like you also did a couple nights ago. Remember when he got 10 points in one quarter and then he disappeared? Yeah. Don't do that. Get 10 yeah. points in a quarter and go get 10 more in another quarter and keep getting 10 if that's what you feel like doing. And, you know, if we can make them nice make the adjustment because, you know, Jalen, you know who Derek White is going to be guarding. He's going to be guarding Trey. Marcus Smart probably going to guard DeJounte. And, you know, that leaves Jason Tatum. Man, God, they got a lot of dudes they can just throw on, on ball. It just, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, hey, guys. go guard them. And Al Horford, you just kind of, you know, you you, you yeah. do whatever you do, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you have those that many guys in that starting lineup, like you have to make them make an adjustment. So whoever is guarding you, DeAndre, yeah. you know, and make, try to take advantage or try to at least exploit some instance to the it gets to the point where Missoula is like, all right. Well, we're going to have to make an adjustment on this one. And then once they make an adjustment, that's once you know that's that's when you start playing that tennis game, right? The back and forth and and you can kind of stay in the game and not necessarily have those guys go on 10-0 runs and all this stuff. So, you want to be able to stay in the game and be close in that fourth quarter. So, you know, if you do have to make a run, it's not trying to cut it down to single digits because you're down by 20. You know what I mean? So right. you just want to be able to compete throughout the game and make them make adjustments because at right now you're down 0-2. So you've been making all the adjustments. So I think that if they're able to do that, I feel like they'll at least be in the game in the fourth quarter. And, you know, right. once you get into the fourth quarter, you know, pretty much anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think too, if we can, speaking of 
that small forward play, right? Or really in that forward space. We don't know if A.J. Griffin will actually be a part of the rotation. Quinn's been using an eight-man versus nine-man rotation. Yeah. We do need to see Sadiq Bay return to Sadiq Bay form. And yes, he has to hit shots. Johnson because you got Jalen yeah. Johnson got pulled after five minutes. So there was something that Quinn saw immediately that he didn't like. So Jalen Johnson, you've got to have a strong start. Sadiq Bay, you got to go back to it because you're one of the few weapons who's consistent behind the arc. And Trey Young. 40%. Exactly. If Since the trade deadline. Else, Come right, on. If you don't give anything else got to have Young, you've got to make sure you make good basketball decisions. So when you're in a position, when there's a set that Quinn Snyder has already drawn up for you and you are in position to attack, attack smartly, attack wisely, because we do need you to attack the basket. It was 54-54. It was one of the few places where the Hawks actually held their, their own with the Celtics in game two go back to that all five starters attack but attack wisely because you know what the the celtics did do jarvis they Mm. absolutely had a field day with points off turnovers not so much for the hawks so anyway it's going to be interesting to see what happens at state farm arena tonight but we are definitely hoping for a w because we'd love to come back and talk about more basketball winning basketball from the hawks come monday now you want to speak of winning Who's a winner, Jarvis? Our everydayers. Absolutely. Come on now. Because as Big long as they winners. drop by this show and they tell other people to keep stopping by, then you're an everydayer in our book and you're a winner in our book. So don't forget, we are always your first stop. Like, always your first stop, ATL Day Ones. That can be your first stop on YouTube. That can be your first stop wherever you download your podcast. But whatever you do, everydayers, even on the weekend, if you got some free time, check out ATL Day Ones. Yes, but T. This is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. How about this, T? Um, I've been a big proponent in my life, T, to look at other people who make mistakes that are around me or maybe close to me and and look at them and say, you know what? I'm not going to do that because I don't like those consequences. Well, apparently... Five players uh, have just they didn't they didn't they didn't look at Calvin really and say you know what I don't want to be in a situation like that and you know uh, starting with you know the, some of the guys that are the known guys uh, Jameson Williams who was drafted in the first round obviously big time player coming out of Alabama towards ACL was out six games to start the season uh, and, and he was a guy who showed some promise. Stan, Jameson Williams and Stanley Berryhill. There are two of those five guys that were only suspended for six games. T. Now, mm-hmm. they they were suspended because they betted on the college game, which is fine, but they did it on NFL uh, grounds, and they're not supposed to do that. So those guys only got six games, but the other guys, they were suspended for a year and they have to apply for a reinstatement just like Calvin Ridley. Like when you think of those other guys, you know, cause I'm not, not necessarily going to be that hard on Jamison and Stanley, but when you think of those other guys betting on NFL games again, after seeing what Calvin, what happened to Calvin Ridley, like, come on now. Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Yeah, for like, seriously. Here? Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? You and, and don't get me wrong. I know everybody has something that is their hobby, like something that they do that relaxes them or, I don't know, maybe gets them excited or something that they just enjoy doing, right? And we right. know people who literally enjoy betting. Right. Nobody yeah. is saying don't bet. Yeah. But if you get that kind of itch, maybe you need to go bet in Vegas somewhere and not on NFL games 
at all. I don't care if you're playing in them or someone else is playing in them. That is how you get not just suspended, but that is how, especially if you are, we're going to just say middle of the road player, right, Jarvis? Yeah. Let's just be real. Because the guys who nobody really knows, they got cut, T. They got cut. (laughs) Exactly. Calvin Ridley is on a quality squad because he's Cal Ridley. Because of what he did exceptional talent that mistake. Exactly. And an exceptional talent who finally raised his hand and said, hey, I made a mistake. Hey, I've had some mental issues. Hey, I want to get back on track and redeem myself. And I'm going to do it in Jacksonville. And they believe in him. But again, kind of a generational talent. So you're probably going to get a little bit of a pass. Quintez Cephas, CJ Moore, you're indefinitely suspended. Mm. You can ask for reinstatement after one year, and maybe you'll get it. Who's going to touch you, though? Why in the world, exactly, why in the world would you change the trajectory of your, not just your life, but let's just be real, Jarvis, their families? Because we love to say, our our, our joke, our running joke is changing a generation. There are different ways to change a generation and a lot of a lot of people in the African-American community utilize sports as an opportunity or yeah. a way to change That's a ticket. a generation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the ticket for them to be out and it's the ticket for their family members to be out. And if they play their cards right, no pun intended, it's for their the generations coming behind them. Yep. Right. You've now affected all of these people and what it could be for you and for them by making a senseless mis- I mean it's just I don't uh, Jarvis I know we're going to get more details and we may come back to this Monday because we may get additional information right of course yeah but as far as it looks right now Jarvis I have no earthly understanding of why in the world you would do something like this to jeopardize your future and the future of so many other people it's just it's just, it's just stupid. It's it stupid. It's, stupid. it's yeah, dumb. Just it it's just stupid. Like you you play in the NFL and you're betting on NFL games. Like I know these guys probably are too young to know about Pete Rose, who's been banned for life, and it looks like he'll probably be twelve feet under before they even think about putting him into the Hall of Fame. Right. What probably one of the best better baseball players ever to play ever. the game. Yeah. He's going not going to get in the Hall of Fame because he bet on baseball. Like you, like and 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 I'm not going to leave Jameson Williams and Stanley Bell here out. No, yeah, they, you know, you need to know the rules if you're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need to know the rules. I get, but I like I said, I give them a little bit of a pass because they weren't betting on NFL game. They know they can bet on certain things. Okay, at least they know that much. Yeah. But when you have guys who are betting on NFL games, like. Calvin really should have been the last dude to get suspended for this. Like, he's like, it should have been so many guys like, oh, I, I wasn't paying attention yeah. when it came to that, those now. rules. Right. <laughs> well, I am now. now. You're talking about yeah. a year? A like, year. like not 10 years from now where no. Calvin Ridley and his situation are out of your purview. Right, not of course. Not yeah. years from now where Calvin Ridley, Pete Rose, the, the uh, referee from the NBA who actually, you know, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about negative. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, twenty years from now, okay, maybe those references would be lost on you, right? Right. Yeah. Ten years from now, they could be lost on you. Literally, just got there? reinstated this past. Dude, just got reinstated last month. You knew. Oh, what are we talking? What are we doing here? So oh, many goodness people, gracious. and you know how it goes, Jarvis. It's like um, a pyramid, right? So, mm-hmm. like at the base of the pyramid, here's where people play in like peewee league right yeah. junior high the base gets smaller and then the triangle gets smaller in high school then it builds up in college you have this many players 
only a few people get to the top of the pyramid. That's yeah. the NFL. That's it. Yeah. Don't That's you it. understand? Even Jarvis, you know, I always say this. If you can stay in the league for three, four years, your pension and your benefits look better than some people who've slaved in corporate America their entire lives. Yeah. Come on now. Three, four talk, years. All you got to do is do, yeah, be right for like three, four years. I mean, anybody could stay clean and do the right thing for three or four years. Well, yeah. apparently, Jarvis, not anybody. Apparently not. So, yeah. Well, we'll end it right there. Um, <laughs> you guys, we know you're not making dumb decisions because you're listening to ATL Day Ones and making it your first listen of the day. We really appreciate you guys for that. And all the people who, who come here each and every day, Monday through Friday, they're called everydayers. Yeah, so if you want to be a part of the crew, if you want to be a part of the cool kids, you want to be a part of people who make good decisions, go ahead and start listening every day and drop it in the comment box once you start doing that. Now, no, no cheating now. Like... I want you to listen every day before you start dropping these comments. But really appreciate that from you uh, in advance. Now, coming up next week, y'all know the draft's going down. So we got our ATL Day 1's mock draft is going down. So a lot of people loved it last year when we first started here at Locked On. We're going to bring it back. So make sure you be on the lookout for that. And also, last but not least, before we get out of here, you guys, make sure. If you don't do anything else for the weekend, that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.